What questions are left to be answered for the 2022 Aggies? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. We have made it. It is officially Sam Houston State Bearcat Week. Week one of the 2022 college football season for the Texas A&M Aggies. And we got a big answer over the weekend to one of our biggest questions, to the biggest question that had to do with the Texas A&M football team. And that was, who's the starting quarterback going to be? We have a whole video about that. Haynes King is the guy. I think all along he was the right choice. The next question, the main question that we have left to be answered is who's going to be the center for the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies football team? It's a question that I don't know if anybody really saw coming even as much as, you know, two or three weeks ago. Um, because it was just assumed that when Bryce Foster got healthy, he was going to insert back in the starting lineup. Um, but Matthew Wyckoff played well, and he got all the reps in the spring while Bryce Foster was, you know, chasing a national championship as a thrower on the track AM track and field team. And Matt Wyckoff was there getting all the work. And then in the fall, whenever Bryce was injured and ill and a couple of other things. He missed some time and Matthew Wyckoff just kept getting all the work. And then as Bryce Foster worked his way back into practice, everybody assumed myself included that once he got back to full speed, full pads through the acclimation period required by the NCAA, that he was going to be the guy. And then he was back up to full speed for a day or two, and he didn't get the reps with the ones. And then it kept going for another few days, and he still didn't get the reps with the ones. So who's going to be the starting center? That's a a major question. We talked on our episode about the offensive line a little while back that the center position is extremely important. To me, it's the most important position on the entire offensive line. You can – go away from a bad tackle. You can give help. You can chip an edge rusher with a tackle. You can slide the center to help help the guard. You can slide the center to help the guard the other way. You can slide tackles and all these sorts of things to help guards. But the center's got to – he's got to know the scheme. He's got to be able to snap the ball well. You can't hide any of that, first of all. And then second of all, he's got to be the brains of the operation from the offensive line standpoint. So who's going to be the center? 
mean, on one hand, you could say, hey, A&M is blessed to have two guys capable of competing at the level that these two guys are. Because, I mean, Bryce Foster was a, a freshman All-American level player last year. And now he may not win the job as a, as a starter, as a sophomore. I mean, that is um, – that's – a, surprising, and B, I mean, it says a lot about the depth that Texas A&M has on this offensive line, especially in the interior, that, I mean, this is what we're talking about at center, and we're not talking about, at least not yet, we're not talking about a Bryce Foster playing guard or a Matt Wyckoff playing guard to get both of those guys on the field. They feel like they've got good play at the guards and that this is really competition at center, and that's what this seems like it's boiling down to. And I'm not sure who's going to win it at this point. I think that in my mind, I think that they were playing it that way all the way up through camp. And then more than likely, pretty similar to the way that once camp ended and they really got into game prep week, they settled on Haynes King as the starting quarterback. Even if they didn't announce it right away, I think they probably do a similar thing with Bryce Foster. With both quarterbacks rotating, I mentioned this on the, the offensive line episode as well, with both quarterbacks rotating with the first and second team, that also means both centers got to work equally with both quarterbacks. So theoretically, you could slide Bryce Foster in there. He has an entire season worth of experience playing next to Layden Robinson and playing with some of these other offensive linemen. And he has the whole camp of playing with both of these quarterbacks. So maybe that was the plan and that's the idea and that's what we find out if at some point AM releases a, a too deep style depth chart, or maybe we find it out on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time whenever they run the off first offense out on the field for the first series against Sam Houston State. We're going to talk a little bit more about Sam Houston State and what Jimbo Fisher had to say about that team as we go into this first game week. We're going to start previewing that game, but first, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? That's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. All right, we're going to turn our attention now to the Sam Houston State Bearcats. Um, they are a very interesting football team because, as, as Coach Fisher pointed out in his press conference this week and the one last week when we all thought we were going to get a quarterback announcement and we didn't, Sam Houston State has lost – a grand total of like one game in the last two years. Yes, it's an FCS level school. Yes, the level of recruits that go straight from high school to Sam Houston are not the same level of kids who go straight from high school to Texas A&M. Texas A&M should have a talent advantage against Sam Houston State in all three phases. But, I mean, this is a team that won a national championship in 2020 at the FCS level and went back to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs this past season in 2021. 
And then they added nine, yes, that's right, nine transfers to this roster from the FBS level down to Sam Houston at the FCS level. And that includes, you know, some veteran players, They two guys from the University of Texas, a guy from Texas Tech. The quarterback comes from Georgia Tech. Uh, I mean, one of the guys that came from Texas is a former, according to the on three consensus, a former five-star safety recruit who went to the University of Texas out of high school and now is transferred to Sam Houston State. And another one of their transfers is a guy who was an on three, four-star recruit in 2018 as a wide receiver, and he's now at Sam Houston. So they have some legit players on this team. And as Coach Fisher says, they expect to win. Again, one loss in the last two years. They expect to go out on the football field and win. It's going to be a challenge. I mean, you don't win national championships or play at that level without good schemes. You don't do it without good players. And you don't do it without a level of expectation that you're going to be able to compete and you're going to be able to play. A&M is going to have to show up. I know SEC teams, specifically, you know, A&M gets some, you know, some shade for this and and Alabama gets some too when they play these FCS schools. There's a lot of guys, again, as Coach Fisher says, there's a lot of guys in the NFL who went to FCS schools. And A&M is going to have to play really well. They are going to have to show up at 11 a.m. at Kyle Field or there's a chance they get beat. I mean, we've seen big, massive upsets before. We've saw, we've seen Appalachian State roll into the big house and beat Michigan. We've seen events like that happen. And if this AM team thinks they're just going to roll the ball out there in the middle of Kyle Field and they're just going to stomp all over Sam Houston, they're going to have – a tough day. It's it's going to be a lot harder to win that game than they think it will be. But you hear positive things from guys like Anaya Smith, who comes out and says something that I'm sure AM fans love to hear from a player. We are at the point where we need to treat every single game like it's the national championship game. Every game. And I think that if you look back at AM history, there's been some time where AM has gotten up for the big game. I think last year's a pretty decent example of that. They get up for the game against Alabama and they beat Alabama. But they don't get up quite as much for a game against Arkansas. They lose to Arkansas. They don't get up quite as much for a down LSU team. They lose to LSU. Other games. Same story. They don't quite get up. They aren't able to build a big enough lead. They don't finish those teams because they don't think it's quite as big of a deal. And I'm projecting a little bit here. I'm assuming a little bit. But the fact that Anaya Smith came out and said every single game is a national championship game, especially for a team like this, number six or seven in the country, depending on which poll you look at, six in the AP poll, seven in the USA Today coaches poll. This team should go out and 
handle Sam Houston State. Yes, Sam Houston State is a very good football team that is going to have a chance to play at a very high level. Like I said, they've got quite a few former four stars, former three stars on their roster, and even a former five star, like I said, in B.J. Foster. They are going to be able to play really good football. And if they don't, if AM doesn't show up, there's a chance they get beat. Do I think that happens? No. I think AM shows up. If AM does show up and handle business and prove that they are the team that is worthy of that top five, six, seven ranking in the country, and that they are um, on the verge of making a run towards a college football playoff. They will come out and they will handle business against Sam Houston State with no trouble. We're going to get into some more from what Jimbo Fisher had to say in his press conference on Monday. He was asked a little bit about the quarterback competition and what was the deciding factor. And basically he said, you know, even afterwards, even after having said, all of camp that the deciding factor and the thing that would play the most into the decision would be the consistency of the quarterbacks on a day-to-day on a day-to-day basis. He says, there's no deciding factor. We feel very comfortable with both of the other two quarterbacks. Haynes puts us in a position to be successful right now. There's no one determining factor. We know from last year, you can need your backups. And I think a in an incredible position from an, a quarterback depth standpoint that they have guys that they feel like could have been the guy very easily could have won the, the quarterback competition who now will serve as backups and depth pieces. Um, apparently Jimbo went to the team. Some of the, I guess some of the leaders, some of the guys on the team and asked about the quarterback spot. Um, uh, and apparently all three guys got really high-level endorsements. The team is behind any of these three guys, which is a great sign because it means, heaven forbid and knock on wood, something does happen with Haynes. That this team isn't going to look around and say that this season or this opportunity that's in front of them this season is lost just because a quarterback got injured. We've seen that happen with other teams in college football, for sure. We've seen it happen with teams at the NFL level where having a backup quarterback is really difficult. Right now, Haynes, then Max, and then Connor is the order of the quarterbacks. But as Jimbo said, every job is up for grabs every day. And, and this is an important you know, statement Haynes improved on things he had to improve on and has played very consistently. So, again, we go back to that word consistency. It's a word that we heard, a drumbeat that we heard over the course of camp that pretty much every day Haynes was stacking these really good days, and it shows up now. Jimbo believes in the offensive system that they have. He believes that with the players that they have, and the fact that, and this is really important, there's not any injuries right now as of 
Monday afternoon that would keep any players out of the week one game against Sam Houston. At least guys that have been healthy and practicing. Sure, there are some guys that had injuries coming into camp, especially a couple of the freshman guys um, who brought injuries with them from high school that are continuing to rehab and work through those. Um, They won't be ready to play. But of the guys who've been practicing, they're healthy. They don't have any injuries preventing guys from playing. They believe that they're healthy. They believe that they have the players and the system to create an explosive offense, and they believe that Haynes puts them in the best position to do that. Uh, it's an extremely exciting time of year. It's exciting. It's exciting to be a fan right now of Texas A&M football. It's exciting to be covering Texas A&M football and we are going to see some really awesome things from this team over the course of the next few months through this college football season. We hope you will be here with us throughout that college fo- throughout this college football season. Thanks so much for being a part of Locked On Aggies. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes, and you can find my writing about all things on tw- uh, about Texas A&M at aggieswire.usatoday.com. we got a bunch of great content going up there, previewing the games, all those sorts of things. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnAggies, and please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Aggies, as well. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and hit the little notification bell so that when we post a new video, you get that notification, you know when it's out. And now that you've made Locked On Aggies your first listen, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. That's Locked On SEC.